And then all of a sudden one day I was like, all rise for the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then I thought, oh my God, an all rise, like we're about helping startups rise. We're about helping women rise. We're about, you know, all rising together. I mean, I just love the whole idea. Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. Are you trying to build a standout business based on the needs and desires of your team members as well as your clients? Our guest today is Leslie Cohen. Leslie is an attorney who spent 13 years honing her skills at a large firm based in Chicago. And in 2010, she left to form her own company called, you'll love this name, All Rise. Her team of attorneys work flexible hours and are spread throughout the United States. Today, we'll learn how she manages working with top-level clients while achieving a work-life balance in the process. Leslie, welcome to Be Bold Branding. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit of your background story, uh, like namely what caused you to become a lawyer in the first place. Uh, so I, that's interesting. I was given no choice basically. Um, <laughs> my dad uh, was a lawyer and my grandfather was a lawyer and um, my mom was uh, wishing she had been a lawyer. I think the, I, and, and really what I was always told by my parents was it's not about practicing. You don't have to practice, but by having that degree, you never need to depend on anyone to put food on yours and your children's table. So worst case in the world, you have the education you never use it or you hang a shingle someday because too, but it's always, you know, I'm never going to worry about being able to feed my family. That's good motivation. It yeah. certainly is. That was great advice. Yeah. I think what's most interesting is that, so I, so I went to, I went to law school and I was, you know, just never been questioned the whole thing. And I didn't even really, I think fully understand what it meant. Um, and I got to law school and I'm like, I hate this. I hate it. I mean, I, and, and I was at NYU law. So I'm living in Greenwich village. I mean, the coolest thing ever. And, um, and I, and I decide, you know, I'm going to go to therapy and try to figure out like what, like what, what's wrong here. Is it, is it the, the school? Is it me? Is it, you know, what? And I decide that I want to go back and be a political science professor. And I'm going to apply to the Woodrow Wilson school at Princeton, you know, public policy school, and I'm so excited and I've got this whole plan and I call my parents and they're like, that's great. We love you. We will support you emotionally, but no longer any financial support. So best of luck to you. So guess what? I stayed in law school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great story. <laughs> and, and in the end, I'm really glad I did. I, it took, um, it took finding the right area of the law. And I think what people don't understand is that, and I speak on this all the time now to, to younger, you know, the college, high school and college kids, is that there's so much you can do with a law degree. And there's so many, you know, saying you're a lawyer means, I, I, I could tell you, I could rattle off 20 different things that that could mean. So, right. you know, within that realm, there's so much you can do. And I found what's right for me. So yes, now I absolutely love it. That's fantastic, really. Yeah, I know. Like lawyers, uh, you can sell real estate without a real estate license, right? I mean, because 
you know the law, you know how to read the law, you know how to adhere to the law. So uh, I'm sure there's like so many different genres of, of, and you know, not just counting the way you practice law if you want to practice being a lawyer. And yes. we're going we're gonna to get into how you've even sort of revolutionized that in, in your company. Um, so, yeah. Well, first of all, I want to know, okay, so you spent 13 years at this big Chicago firm and practicing law. And then one day you decide, I think I'm going to go out on my own. Tell me what that day looked like and what your mind said to you that day. <laughs> well, it was, it wasn't sort of a day. It was a, it was a process. And really what was happening was, um, and, and before that I'd spent seven years at a wall street firm. So that, you know, the, a lot of big law, 20 years in big law and, uh, the, what, what the issue that I was facing was, so within a law firm, and this is, you know, like the ABCs, um, but there, there are different levels, obviously, as there are in any organization. Um, and so you start out as what's called an associate. And then about seven, eight, nine years in, if they want you to stay at the firm, you become a partner, quote unquote. But there's two levels of partnership. One level is an income partner, which basically is a little bit of a raise and we want you to be here. We want you to continue to practice law here. Um, but it's really a salaried position. Maybe you get a tiny bit of equity and you rarely get leadership positions within the firm. And then there's the equity partner tier. And for the equity, you know, the very equity partner tier means that you have a book of business behind you. And there are, um, you know, every firm has its own standards. The firm I was at had a, you know, 700 at the time, $750,000 minimum book of business for the two past years with the expectation of the same, you know, going fit that year and going forward. And I had no business because I was raising two boys and trying to run a home and trying to be, you know, on the PTO and to, you know, and, and I had parents and friends and, siblings and all the things. And there was just no way that I could fit in um, the, the time to build my own book of business, the way that the people in my firm did it. And that, that was the way that the, it was, it was all men. There was one equity partner at the firm, uh, female equity partner, and she had her own kind of interesting story um, that led her to that position. And the guys, great guys, great. I mean, there's there's no complaint. They treated me with complete and total respect. I did great work. I, but they all brought in their business by playing golf and going to charity dinners at night. And I, I neither of those was a possibility for me because my my boys. I wanted to be home at night for dinner, and I wanted to be home on the weekends. So golf was, you know, and so I just didn't see a a path. I just didn't know. And 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 I'm not a person who wants to stay at the medium level. Like I wanted to, you know, once my boys were in school full, full day, I wanted my career to be a very defining part of my life and, and who I am in my day to day. So it was kind of this process of like, okay, the boys are both in school all day. What's my next move? Because I won't get where I want to get here. Mm -hmm. um, and I was looking at all different possibilities, including career change. I mean, everything. And just so happened that um, one of the partners that I did a lot of work for, his clients, he had a nice book of business, did a lot of work for his clients, really good guy. And it, it, it just all came together because he happened to walk into my office one day and just say, you know, I'm leaving to start my own firm. I've got two kids in college. You never know. You know, it's always what have you done for me lately at a big organization of any kind, right? So right. 
he he said, I just want to control my own destiny. This is something I've always wanted to do. And I wanted to let you know. And it sort of was like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I said, like, confidentially, I've been thinking about my next move. And he said, well, w- would you want to start the firm with me? And it just mind blowing sort of like, I, I don't know. I've been big schools, big firms, but like, it's just never occurred to me. I thought of, I thought of a small law firm as my grandpa, like, uh, you know, an, an old guy doing like wills and trusts in the back office somewhere in a building, you know, it just never um, occurred to me that there could be sophisticated small firms. Right. So anyway, I, I, I sat there with my husband, we made a, a plus minus column. We wrote down the benefits and the you know, detriments for a good week and molded over and, um, and decided to take that, take that crazy leap and just do something different. Wow. I, I love that story because now, now you, you guys are no longer partners now, right? We are not. He retired. That's what I thought. Yes. No. You, yeah. I thought you're doing your own thing now. Yes. What, t- tell me what challenges you encountered throughout this, because most people are thinking, okay, I know, but it, it, it couldn't have been super seamless. So what were some of the challenges you, um, you, that occurred for you when you were making that transition? Um, yeah, it was far from super seamless. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, um, you know, starting your own business is so, so exciting, but it's also, you can't even imagine. It's sort of like, I'm trying to think it's sort of like, like before being a parent and afterwards, like you can't, your, your life is a hundred percent different. Your challenges are a hundred percent different. And it, it, it's this whole new world that opens up that all of a sudden you you have to, to to think about things that, you know, and and there's the fun things like what you guys do. So like what, you know, what's going to be the name of the firm? What's going to be, you know, our brand? What, like all the, you know, our logo, let's pick our business cards, let's design our website. Like, you know, that's all really fun. Um, but then there's all these existential questions you start getting asked and thinking about like, how big do you want this to be? Do you plan mm. on hiring people? Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, and then there's and then there's the people who come out of the woodwork, like, oh, new business, you know, like we can do your your this, that, and the other thing, and we can build you a book of business, and we'll, you know, we'll set up your back office, and we'll, you know, and it's X thousands of dollars, you know, it all sounds yeah. great. So, like, Another right. shiny. Another yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. So it's um, it, you know, there there was all there were a lot of, of of bumps along the road. There still are. I mean, it's it's running a business is a lot. It is. It's 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 like the difference. You know, we we see the car and we think, man, it's such a cool car, and I'd love to just drive that car. And but if you compare that to a business, business is building the car, right before you can actually drive it. And it and it's yeah. you got to know like all these moving parts that are very important um, that even even if you're one of the lucky people to get into business, all of a sudden you get flooded with business. You're going to have problems. Cancer is going to eat you from inside out if you don't handle all those nuts and bolts that come along with it. And uh, you've clearly overcome that. Uh, how how did you come up with the idea for All Rise? Like, what what made you decide to prioritize this idea of flexible hours and geographically dispersed team of attorneys? Like what you're hearing? Hit that subscribe button and learn how you can change how you're seen and charge what you're worth. 
another sort of long and winding road. But um, when my when my partner was with me, you know, the answer to that question, where do you want to be in five years? And, you know, he was like, I want to be he was 10 years older. So or he is 10 years older. So he was like, you know, I want to be 95 and she'll be 85 and we'll be the two of us doing our thing. You know, it was just and then, um, you know, when when he ended up retiring, um, sort of unexpectedly, I was like, oh, my God, this is mine. And um, and so I, I that was the first time that I really started thinking about I can I can build something in a vision, I guess, to take one step back when um when, when I started, so I left and I didn't really have much business. And then I, I, I built up a book of business. I got very involved in the startup world and started representing startups that were raising um, early stage rounds. So, you know, pre-seed, seed, series A, the whole thing. And, and when I found that niche and, and, and have the experience I have in the industry um, at the price point we were, it, 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 it caught on really quick. And so I started getting more and more and more business. And I was, I was so busy. I didn't know what to do with myself. And I said to my partner, like, we, we have to hire someone. I'm, I'm losing my mind. I mean, we had an admin, but that, you know, we need another lawyer. And he, he was such a good guy that he was like, I can't ever look someone in the eye and fire them. So it can't be someone who, um, you know, needs the money, like depends on us to feed their family. And we were afraid about insurance costs and, you know, all that stuff. So that was the, you know, the first, and, and he actually said, like, what about a mom that is raising their kids and, and can do this part-time? And then like, if it doesn't work, we don't have to be worried, you know, because they, they, they didn't have an income before and, you know, all that. So um, the first person that I hired, I found Back in the days, so this was uh, like 2013, 14, there was a, you know, there, there were so m- much less resources for this kind of thing than there are now. Right. Sidley and Austin is a huge law firm and they had very interesting, I think, and very smart, whoever started it. They had a listserv of women who had left the firm nationwide, worldwide, and who, um, t- to have children. And- um, had stopped practicing as a result. And they were all on this list. And I got a hold of the list and I sent an email asking, you know, is anyone interested? And the list had grown to, there were people who had never worked at Sidley on the list as well. And that's where I found the the very first person who we hired. And she actually had her, had started her own small firm, but needed overflow work. So that was sort of the, the genesis, little did I know. Um, and then when my partner retired, I said, like, okay, um, I, I think I want to build something. I think I want to, you know, turn this into something different. And, and, and so, um, and, and, and I guess, so, so the name All Rise c- came from that, um, which was the, like, the feeling of, so someone said to me, uh, look up so, like quotes from someone you deeply admire. So I, I thought of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I start looking up quotes from her and I couldn't find anything. Um, and then all of a sudden one day I was like, all rise for the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then I thought, oh my God, an all rise, like we're about helping startups rise. We're about helping women rise. We're about, you know, all rising together. I mean, I just love the whole idea. 
So that was there first, but then then I got very overwhelmed talk about running a business. Like now I'm really on my own running a business and I I get got really overwhelmed. My partner had been a CPA, I was not. I I didn't know the numbers. There was so much I didn't know and then on top of it I've decided like I want to create something. Like how do you even do that? And mm-hmm. I joined a program that unfortunately no longer exists, but there are so many others like it um that was a year-long program. It was um, seven women who had all been successful in their businesses in the past, in their vocation, and were now starting something new. And it was a year we met once a we went once a month for a full day, and each month was dedicated to a different topic. So there was like, you know, the financials day. What's a CFO versus an accountant versus a bookkeeper? What financials should you be running? What when you run them, are you looking at what are they telling you about your business? Like all that good stuff. So there was, you know, one was on social media marketing. One was that, you know, there are all these different. So anyway, I do the program. And the first day we were told to develop a North Star to, you know, what, what was the ultimate goal in a year you want to get out of this program? And then we broke that down into, you know, we did the whole KPI thing and broke it all down and on a quarterly basis. So anyway, my North Star that I started out with was, you know, build a great, you know, small law firm, you know, boutique law firm that, uh, you know, represents startup companies and grows with with the businesses, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the woman who was running the program was so prescient. She said to me, she wanted to, we had a one on one with her about to like sort of hone our North Star. And she said, where is Leslie Cohen? in in this statement like what and i said what do you mean we're i don't want any like i i compartmentalize my life when i'm with when i'm personal and i'm with my kids and my husband like that's who i am when i'm at work that's who i am i and near the two shall shall cry <laughs> and she said then you're never going to be successful because it's never going to mean anything to you this business if you don't if you don't, you know, put who you are into this, yeah, make it personal. Yeah, make it personal. And yeah. so we started talking about like what what I wanted to build and and a, and a mission statement and a vision and all that. And what I thought about was when I was at that big firm for all those years, the lovely thing that they did for me because I come from Wall Street, I had really spectacular expertise and sophistication in what I was doing. And at that time, so. 1998, a woman coming from Wall Street, securities lawyer in Chicago was like unheard of. Right. And so I had like firms calling me. I had I had 17 offers. I mean, I didn't know what to do. And the reason that I chose the firm I chose that I was at for 13 years was because they had said to me, like, you know, what do you want? And I said, you know, I, I'm 31. I just met the love of my life. I want to be pregnant tomorrow as soon as I get married. And I want to, you know, and I, I would like to work part-time and also be a partner, run the department, do continue to do challenging work, um, you know, all that. And they did all that for me. So after I had my first son, I worked three days a week in the office. When I'm my second, I did two days a week in the office, one day at home. This was way before COVID. Like this was 15 years before, 10 years before COVID. No, mm-hmm. 20 years before COVID. So, um, you know, it was unheard of. I mean, nobody could believe. And it was it was such a gift. And I really was able to live this life where I would go volunteer at school 
and something would come up about work and people who I, you know, known for years on, on the mom front would be like, you work. And then, you know, then I would have clients who something would come up about my kids and they'd be like, you have kids. Cause I was able to fully do both. And they, right. it was so, it was such a gift that when I thought about my model and what I wanted to build and what was special, that's, that's what I came back to is like, I want to do this for, for other women. There are I belong to, I, I helped found this huge um, legal organization in, in Chicago and it it's the whole, it, all it's dedicated to, and they're all over the, the, the country and the world in every city, in every, in every vocation is this, how do we advance? How do we like hire the best women and retain them, advance them to leadership. And to me, this was the key. Right. You have to give them the flexibility to be able to handle all the things they need to handle. And you will get the gift back if you give that to them. Sure. They're so grateful that for that opportunity that they will be there for you in every way. And so that that's where the model came from. Because I was like, this this is what I want to do. Yeah. You had lived it. Like and you yeah. had lived that model, even when you didn't realize you were live you were living mm-hmm. that model. That's that's uh we I just get goosebumps over those kind of stories because it's it it, it you, then you take you know all rise and in your your personal brand to that and and you're giving it now the opportunity that you had that was even unheard of back then that you were living and you didn't even realize and then when it all sort of like settles in you're like you know what not only does this work not only can we prove this work not only did was I successful at it. And now I can open up that opportunity for so many others to do the same thing. That's, that's uh, admirable. I mean, it's very admirable. Like it's, it's all, I love it. Like I love it when all these roads, like you converge them and then yeah. converge into this pathway. And it wasn't really what you planned for at all. And then, and isn't and that life so many stories like that? It's what we love about this podcast and uh, and hope it motivates the listener because it's it's like this is what life is about. And you take take those things that you've been given those gifts and then you give them back and you're already prepared for it. And uh, and even down to the name, the name is insane. Good. Like, I just love it. All rise. Like, like Tony told me she was oh when she met you, she goes, oh, you're going to love this. I can sit down. I got to tell you the story. Uh, <laughs> so Thank it's you. great. Yeah, you bet. It's really cool. And, and one thing I should add is it's not just about women. I mean, that like in reality, yeah. most men work, work, work full time and are the sure. breadwinners. So but we have a, a man now who is part of the team as well. And he, you know, everyone's got a story as to why they needed this, this flexibility. And he's been practicing. He's like in his sixties, he's been practicing forever. He's incredible. And he wanted to start moving toward retirement. He has a nice client base and he doesn't want to be out of the game, but he also, he moved to Missouri. He likes to fish. He's, you know, big Broncos fan. He's, uh, you know, back and forth to Denver all football season and he's just like, I, I want to stay in the game and not have to. And, and so he joined us and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's working so well. So um, I, you know, for the most part, I think a lot of women, young, younger women need it for, and then, and then we also have um, a woman who needed it cause she's caretaking for her parents full time. So yeah. that's right. You know, so there's all different reasons, but I just don't want to make it like only women. No, yeah. I'm glad you said that because that is that is good. I mean, it isn't it the best model anyway. I mean, isn't that really and truly what we all want? I mean, I, you know, I don't really know anybody that says, you know, I, I just want to be retired. Like, 
you, you retire and you sit in the couch and you're gone. Like, like it's like very yeah. quick, like nobody, most people I talk to, they, they want to continue to do something that, that was a life's passion or maybe they haven't even found it yet. So I, I do, I'm glad you pointed that out. The model works for anybody. Um, we all would like flexibility to live the life that we desire and be able to do what it is that we enjoy. I mean, that is mm -hmm. truly the secret to life period. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you made that plug. That's, yeah. Um, it really is the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. It truly is to be able to have that. Leslie, I could talk to you for days. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It has been incredible. I do have one more question to ask you. If our listeners had the freedom to visit anywhere in the world, which place would you recommend they visit and why? Mm. Um, let's see. I mean, my heart will be in New York City where I lived for 10 years for the forever and ever and ever. And why is um, the food and more than anything, I would say it's the diversity. I just love yeah. the diversity of thought and the languages you hear all around you. And, you know, I always say like, you could dye your hair purple and wear an orange suit and you could walk around New York city and not one person is going to notice you. They could care less. You do you. And I, I just love that. Yeah, I would agree. I do. And I love that answer. <laughs> yeah, yep, I agree. Okay. Tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, Leslie. Sure. Um, I, I think best way is email and it's lcohen at allriselawyers with an S dot com. Perfect. Thank you again for taking time with us. The story is fantastic. And so are you. We appreciate you, Leslie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Ready to change how you're seen and charge what you're worth? If you're not getting enough opportunities to meet with ideal customers or the prospects you're meeting with just aren't ideal, it's most likely your brand that's holding you back. So if you're a coach, consultant, or expert who is on the rise, you need our ultimate guide to a freedom-based brand. Download it free now at brandfaceguide.com.